Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm Jen Northington, recording on March 20th, and I am filling in for Liberty Hardy, who unfortunately has the plague. Feel better, Liberty. Uh, Today I'm going to be talking about a few great backlist titles that are recent finds for me. But before I get into that, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, which is also a backlist title that I happen to love. It is Mem by Bethany Morrow. It is set in Jazz Age Montreal in an underground vault that imprisons living memories. Known as Mems, these physical clones of other people are doomed to experience a single memory over and over again, lacking thoughts of their own, the Mems then expire inside of the vault. All except for 19-year-old Mem, Dolores, extract number one, who has shocked the world with her ability to make her own memories. With the help of a doctor who created her, Dolores is released from captivity and establishes an independent life until she is suddenly summoned back to the vault. She has to search for answers and confront the ultimate truth, is she human or not? And her journey to that is really fascinating to watch. Uh, It's such an interesting book, y'all. It's sort of sci-fi, sort of historical fiction, and it's a really thoughtful exploration of what identity means and what the process of growth is like. So you definitely want to check it out. Again, that is Mem by Bethany Morrow. Thank you so much for sponsoring today's show. So I... I'm excited to talk about backlist because I don't always get to do that. And there have been a few backlist titles that came into my life very recently that I feel like everybody perhaps might want to know about. And the first one I'm going to talk about is actually a cookbook. It's Made in India by Mira Soda, which I was given for my birthday uh, in February, which is a really great gift, especially for a book person like me who you should not give fiction of any kind to because I probably already have it or have read it or something like that. Um, But cookbooks are always lovely. And this one is recipes from an Indian family kitchen. And I love Indian food and have been looking for more recipes that I can actually manage because I am an okay cook. I'm not an amazing cook, uh, but I, I can read a recipe. I sometimes get a little too sideways with my substitutions, let's say. If I don't have a thing, I'll be like, I will just put this in instead, which is dangerous for me because uh, things then don't always turn out great. So the shorter and easier recipe is the better. And let me tell you, I have made a few recipes from Made in India, and they have all turned out great and have been really straightforward and simple, actually. Uh, and I think that, you know, in this, um, Mirasota is definitely trying to make it as as convenient and 
unmystified or demystified, excuse me, uh, and as straightforward as possible, which I really appreciate. There's a great intro about Indian food and how to use this book. She's got uh, must-haves for kitchen equipment. She gives interesting, like helpful information about weights and measures, um, and just also little thoughts about you know the best ways to do things and little anecdotes about where she found certain recipes or which ones were from her own family. There is a chai spiced chocolate pudding recipe in here that I actually messed up a little bit and it still tasted delicious. It was amazing. There are multiple curries. One I have my eye on right now is a hundred garlic clove curry, which sounds both dangerous and just like the best thing ever. Uh, so, <laughs> so if you are a person who wants to learn how to cook Indian food and wants a cookbook that is beautiful and straightforward and doesn't have a thousand million ingredients per recipe and is really aimed at, you know, somebody who might not know their way around Indian food, this is definitely one that you should pick up. I'm really super into it. And I think it's definitely a must have if you are trying to cook more internationally. So again, that is Made in India by Mira Soda. Okay, the next book that I want to tell you about is one that I was way behind in reading because that happens to all of us. Uh, sometimes a book just blows up and everybody you know has read it and you get to it, you know, three years later. <laughs> and that's what happened to me with Chemistry by Wakey Wang, which I finally read a little bit ago maybe a month or two ago. And I absolutely loved it is one of those young women figuring out her life books that can be so powerful and compelling, even as they're often very simple. And this is that kind of book. Not a ton happens. You never even find out the name of the narrator. Uh, she's in graduate school um, at a Boston, a Boston University. And uh, she is she feels like her research is going nowhere. Um, she's not getting the results she needs to complete her doctorate. And she's kind of trying to figure out what happens to her next. Her relationship with this really great guy is sort of falling apart. And her parents, she can't tell them that her studies aren't going well. She's uh, Chinese parents who are very, you know, want nothing more than for her to succeed and put a lot of pressure on her because of that. And so things are not going great. And then her boyfriend proposes to her and she genuinely does not know what to say, which obviously is not what he was looking for. Uh, so, so she's dealing with all of these different pressures that are super familiar, I think, to many of us who are in our 20s, late 20s. I mean, that was a little while ago for me, but I remember it very well. And she is so, the narrator is so funny and so wry. It is definitely sort of a dark humor, but it's a really excellent one. And the thing she's trying to figure out is what does she want in life? She knows what she's supposed to want. She knows what her parents want. She knows what her boyfriend wants. She doesn't know what she wants. And so that's what this book is about, is her trying to figure out what it is that she wants and who she can be uh, if she really stops sort of thinking with her baggage and starts to try to get clear of some of that. She did have kind of an unhappy childhood. There is some family violence, verbal, physical in this book. So if that's going to be a trigger for you, maybe skip it. Um, but she is trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to move past all of that. And it's really beautifully done. I just, 
I just, I mean, I, it's, it was immediately clear to me why so many people I knew had read and loved this book. And I'm glad that I finally got around to it. So if you have not gotten around to that one yet, I definitely recommend it. Again, that's Chemistry by Wakey Wang. And the next one I want to tell you about is nonfiction, which I'm doing kind of a buddy read with my dude. Uh, I recently went to L.A. and did like a little bookstore tour. And I found this just on a shelf. Uh, and I loved the cover. It's a really beautiful. It's really sort of this lovely black cover that has a line drawings in silver of a river and a mountain. And uh, the book is On Trails and Exploration by Robert Moore. And he, Moore, has hiked the Appalachian. Appalachian Trail and sort of started to wonder about how it is that trails and paths have become such a part of outdoor life and also civilization. Uh, and how do they form and who makes them and do animals have paths and how do they make those and what do they mean philosophically or religiously or spiritually or just literally what does it mean to be on a path? And this is one of those deep dives, as you can tell, into a single subject or phenomenon that then pulls in all of these much bigger contexts around it. So he travels around the world talking to scientists, botanists, you know, zoologists. There's one great scene where he's looking at, I think it's like pre-Cambrian rocks and seeing evidence of trails from wacky sea creatures from, you know, our evolutionary path. Uh, he's looking at the internet and what it means to be a path on the internet and like caterpillars and how they make paths and all of these different things. And there's a lot of really interesting stuff in here. I never thought that hard about what a trail or a path was, even though I'm a big outdoors fan. And that's what originally attracted me to this book was the idea that I could think more about my interactions with nature. Uh, the Appalachian Trail is definitely something I might want to hike some of one day, although I don't know that I could do the whole thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just an interesting topic and he's a very good writer and the pacing is pretty solid and there's lots of little personal anecdotes interspersed among the research, which is a thing I always appreciate. And so if you are a fan of nature writing or thinking about, you know, a very specific topic in all kinds of different ways and from all kinds of different angles, this is one that I highly recommend you check out. And again, that is On Trails and Exploration by Robert Moore. And this last book that I want to tell you about is one I found at the library last week. And I confess I have not started reading it yet. It's next on my list. Um, but I just did not. I somehow missed that Robin McKinley had published a book and it wasn't even that recently. I think this book came out in 2010. It's called Pegasus. And Robin McKinley is one of the mainstays of my childhood. I don't know about y'all, but I started reading fantasy at a very tender age and just tore through all of her works. I still have my copy of Sunshine, which is her vampire novel. I read The Hero and the Crown and the Blue Sword a bajillion times. Her version of The Outlaws of Sherwood is one of my favorites. Like, I genuinely thought I had read all of the Robin McKinley that there is to read. But no, this book, Pegasus, came out in 2010. And it is literally, as you might guess, about a Pegasus. Um, and so let me read you a little bit from the description, because I think that this will appeal to those of you who, like me, have an 11-year-old who has never grown out of this kind of thing. 
It's about a princess named Sylvia Nell who has, is going to turn 12 and be bound to her own Pegasus because all members of the royal family have been bound since for like the last thousand years. Um, and the only thing is, is that they can't communicate directly with the Pegasus that they are bound to. They have to go through these speaker magicians. Um, and so she is very daunted by this thing that she knows is coming. Uh, and then when she meets her Pegasus... They can talk to each other, and this is not supposed to happen. And so it sort of becomes this much bigger question of why has this system been the way it has, and what is actually going on, and what does it mean that they have this power? And I, when I was at the library picking it up, I flipped to a random page, and it was this hilarious little section of her and her mother talking. And her mother says something like, oh, just imagine that you're, you know impaling them on a point of a sword. That's how I get through state dinners. And I was just like, well, hello, Robin McKinley. I love you. You're my favorite. This is definitely coming home with me. So as soon as I get a chance, this is next up on my reading list. And again, that's Pegasus by Robin McKinley. And that is our little mini dive into backlist for the week. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and thank you for humoring me as I fill in for Liberty. Uh, thank you again also to today's sponsor, Mem by Bethany Morrow. And you can find a list of the books I've talked about today in the show notes on bookriot.com slash all the books. And if you feel like giving a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, we always appreciate it and it helps other book lovers to find us. You can find me on Twitter at Jen IRL, and that is Jen with two N's, IRL. And don't forget to tune in on Tuesday to hear about next week's most exciting new releases on all the books.